Hey everybody, this is Jerry Bites. My name is Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here once again to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Please also check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com and use the code BITES for 10% off all membership. Let's get to it. So we've had already one episode on a uh, listener question request. And today, I'm excited, we have another one. Um, so this is from, we'll just get into it. This is from uh, Doob John. Nice, thank that's you. That's the name. That's the name. Thank you for sending in your request. Uh, he says, hi, Davis and Orion. Big fan of the GRE Bytes podcast. It has been super helpful. I sat the GRE for the first time yesterday. Unfortunately, my quant score was not where I needed it to be for engineering programs. I plan on retaking the test in three weeks. Do you mind doing an episode on how to approach retaking GRE? Many thanks from John. So, Ryan, this is a great question, something that we've talked about, but I don't think we've done an episode on what are key strategies, what's involved in retaking the GRE, what should someone, how, how can a student approach it? Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks, Dube, for writing in. Uh, love to get those listener requests. It makes our job here much more fun. So I'm sorry to hear that it didn't go your way the other day. Um, unfortunately, this is not an uncommon experience for students. I hope that everyone I work with is one and done with the test. Unfortunately, that's just not the reality that we live in. And sometimes it is necessary to sit for the exam more than once. It's not the end of the world. It can sting. So on a, on a, on a purely practical level, what I often suggest for students is to like take the weekend off. Like, don't think about the GRE, don't do GRE prep. Mm -hmm. Just like get an ice cream, lick your wounds, take a walk, do other things, shake it off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes students get right back on the horse, but they do it with sort of like um, a frenetic intensity. Yeah that I think is counterproductive to their aims. So it's like, hey, you, you took an L, it happens. Yeah. So it's like, take care of yourself. And so that, and get yourself in a calm, peaceful and focused mindset so that you can then make the best use of your time moving forward. No, it's really important advice to know that, uh, yeah, getting a score that's not ideal is par for the course in, in trying to take uh, trying to get the score that you have a target score, you're trying to get there. So I have a question for you, Ryan, which is that, um, is there anything that students need to know or can we be, can we rest at ease knowing that, you know, we take a Jerry score. Sometimes there's a feeling that like I've taken it, it's recorded, it's out there, you know, ETS has it now. Um, but you take another score, they only remember your top score. Is that correct? Oh, okay. So it depends. Okay. So. Students have a, a lot of options with respect to what programs know what scores. Okay. ETS calls this, I think, score select. Mm -hmm. And basically, students can choose for their programs to just know their best scores, all of their scores, none of their scores. Like you have a lot of flexibility with respect to who knows what in today's day and age. Generally, it's a good idea to just release your top scores to the programs that you're applying to. There and that's are, what's expected. 
yeah, you don't have to, um, you know, if you take the test three times, you don't have to send all three scores, yeah. especially if maybe your first or second attempt, you don't maybe want anyone to know about what happened that day. Yeah. <laughs> that can happen. Uh, so it's not an all or nothing thing. You have a lot of, um, students have a lot of rights with respect to who knows what in the application process. Gotcha. Does that, does that answer your no, question? No, that, that answers. That's good. So people don't have to be worried that if they take a score, it's out there and then the college they want to get to, get into uh, is going to know that score. Well, um, yes, ETS knows that score, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else knows that score. There's uh-huh. an extra conscious step that needs to be taken to release the scores from ETS to any program of interest. And the, the student or applicant has the ability to choose that score. Yes. So that just helps you take that. That helps anybody take that time off to really just be like, okay, just that's water under the bridge. I did that. It wasn't what I wanted. Okay. So we've taken the weekend off. We've relaxed. We've shrugged it off. Let it pass. Take a break for a minute. And then we're going back to retake it. What do we, do we, do we get a copy of where we went wrong so we can understand what to do better? Not really. You can pay ETS an extra fee. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks to get a score analysis report from your actual GRE administration. Mm -hmm. I generally don't recommend that students do this because the information that that report gives you, in my opinion, isn't very useful. Because it doesn't show you the questions. It doesn't show you the actual questions, which they, they maintain for copyright and confidentiality reasons. But what are they... They break all the quant problems, for example, down into four categories. There's geometry problems, there's arithmetic problems, and there's like number theory problems. Which are not very useful. Not very useful. And they don't fit into the diagnostic. And they just say this was an easy, this was a medium, and this was a hard. So yeah. it's not, that's the level of granularity that you can expect from that score report, which I don't feel is very useful to most students, mm-hmm. just for the record. Now, what's interesting about Dube's email is he says that he plans on retaking the test in three weeks. So I don't, some students might not know this, but three weeks is the minimum amount of time between administrations. You have to wait at least three weeks between consecutive administrations. So Dube is, is wanting to get back on that horse as quickly as possible. Now, there are, there are pros and cons to this. So a pro is that if you've been doing a lot of prep and you don't want to extend the time that you're spending preparing for this test unnecessarily, you you do want to take the test sooner as opposed to later, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but sometimes it's also important to keep in mind, like, what are you really going to be doing in those three weeks? Mm-hmm. So if you were scoring at or around your target level on practice tests, if you've already done a substantial amount of prep, and then something went sideways on test day, maybe you got anxious, maybe something uh, you encountered something and it, it threw you for a loop, like there was some sort of performance aspect that got in your way, then sure, take the test in as soon as you can. Yeah. Uh, in three weeks. However, if you actually, and, and again, if you have a deadline, a hard deadline that you're working with, yeah, I guess you're going to have to take the test before that deadline. Yeah. On the other hand, if you have more time and there might be more work required for you to hit your target score, mm-hmm. it may not be in your best interest to just take the test again in the minimum amount of time because what's the likelihood that you're going to make the, the significant changes yeah. that are necessary um, and then you just delay it for another three weeks. So now it's actually six weeks later. Why not spend six weeks and actually make it so that you're far more likely to hit your target score if, if you're in the second camp? 
So uh, something that I'm noticing is that, you know, practice tests, is it, is it going to be a good idea to take another practice test, like a full mock GRE test, you know, and, and then be able to really look at where the mistakes came there? Yeah. I mean, th- so what are you going to do in three weeks? No matter which camp you find yourself in, the key is to do a post-mortem on what happened. Mm-hmm. Where did things go sideways? Mm-hmm. Did you encounter problems that you didn't recognize? Did you run out of steam and so you encountered fatigue mm-hmm. three hours into the test? Did you become anxious? Uh, potentially, did you? if you're really surprised that you didn't perform as well as you expected, that's probably due to carelessness. You might have to like really dial down on mitigating your careless responding. Mm-hmm. But like you have to do something different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes students, they just want to like do a thousand problems. They just want to, they just want to take a shotgun approach and do as many repetitions as they can get in, which is not as useful as doing fewer repetitions in a different way based on feedback from your previous performance. So it's like, it's a better idea to, to try to like dial down on where things went sideways, change those behaviors, and then implement those changes on fewer problems mm-hmm. than to just say, I need to do every problem that's been published in mm-hmm. existence, which mm-hmm. sometimes students get in there. That's really a, an anxiety um, impulse, mm-hmm. anxiety-based impulse. Should they do mock tests? Absolutely. There are, there are two really good free mock tests available on ETS's site. Those are the power prep mm-hmm. exams. Uh, Stellar GRE also has five full-length adaptive tests that are available through its online self-study program. But absolutely, as you approach your test date, you should be doing full-length tests. This is because GRE prep is really three things. First is getting the question right. That's the easiest. Second is getting the question right 90 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. A little bit more challenging. Then it's getting the question right 90 seconds or less, 100 of them in a row. Yeah, That's really, really hard. The step the, the distance between step two and three is huge. Yeah. And you can only really begin to practice for that uh, in full-length mock simulated exams. Well, that sounds like really good advice. And um, it's a great question. Be, thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, again, the question from uh, John Dube. Um, and thanks, everybody else, for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode on Jerry Bites. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, let us know, stellarjerry at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, check out our newly released top-rated Jerry self-study program at stellarjerry.com. You can use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. Talk to you soon.